What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Blue Place You Podcast. And today, I want to make an episode just letting all of um, my listeners know to definitely beware of applying to jobs because you never know if you might land yourself in indentured servitude. You heard me right. This is a silent but growing trend that I definitely want to bring to your attention. But before that, check out this quick ad and I'll be back in a flash. Looking for an online store with unconventional options? Well, look no further than Thread Market Z. Thread Market Z is an online merch store delivering a little of everything from tees to party shades to bumper stickers and even hats like the Clementine D trucker hat for cosplayers. Use the link in the description to browse the merch, which also supports this podcast. And I thank you in advance for your support. Now, back to the show. back so without further ado i'm going to go ahead and uh, jump into this by presenting you with an article titled more u.s employers are trapping workers in a new form of indentured servitude this article was written by someone by the name of sam knight who works at truth out it was published a few days ago bosses in industries such as retail Healthcare and logistics are reverting to an old tactic and trapping people in miserable jobs by threatening to saddle them with debt if they quit. Workers across the United States in fields ranging from nursing to trucking have been discouraged from leaving jobs they hate or can't afford to keep because employers vow to charge them for training costs if they quit before an arbitrary deadline. The threats are backed by so-called training repayment agreement provisions, traps, in employment contracts. The practice has been likened by critics to indentured servitude and peonage, formerly common types of debt bondage in which a borrower was bound to perform labor for a creditor. Traps have recently come under fire from policymakers because of class action litigation against the pet store chain PetSmart, and reporting on the restrictive covenants from a watchdog group called the Student Borrower Protection Center. Earlier this month, the Senate Banking Committee held hearings examining the agreements and other forms of employer-driven debt. In June, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau also launched an investigation of employment arrangements that led to workers owing money to their bosses. And so, you've heard that so far. And just listen to the name. Training Repayment Agreement Provisions traps for short it's like you're you're training someone to be a part of your company part of the risk is that they may not stick with your company and it's not it's not always the workers fault sometimes I mean just the, the setting is horrible you can look online right now and see reviews of various companies that are one or two stars, two stars at best. So 
to see something like traps set up to put someone into a financial hole because they don't stick with the job, which sometimes the employers will intentionally do things to um, get an employee out of the door. I've seen that as well. And also, what about the the creepy managers and, and things like that who might try to harass an employee for because they're sexually attracted to them? What about that? So someone would be trapped and have to deal with that crap while paying off a debt for being trained to work at a company. I mean, there are so many things that are wrong with this. And sometimes workers are just done just just dirty. There was even a 17-year-old working a Dunkin' Donuts and they left her there by herself and she was just so overwhelmed and she quit but can you really blame someone who isn't even old enough to drink to quit a job because everything was dumped on them I know there, there's a mass job exodus, but what is Traps going to do on that note? That's not going to help anyone. That will make people paranoid to even apply at certain jobs. So companies buying into Traps to put people in, in debt, hoping that they will be entrapped to work the job until they finish their training repayment uh, agreement or whatever I mean that's not gonna make anyone enthusiastic to even want to apply and their companies aren't the only company you know in existence so yeah people are um, quitting but there are a number of, of reasons behind it you don't just jumping to try to put putting someone into a position of being an indentured servant take a step back and find out what in the heck is going on is the management lousy is there an employee there that's really cool with the manager and they're allowed to run amok on the other employees I've seen that I've seen horrible managers like even in the a previous episode that I mentioned where the assistant manager at a Walgreens in Miami I mean a lady came and brought in well over a hundred ink cartridges and if you work in the the photo lab you'll know that you get a a commission on each of those ink cartridges and the manager, the assistant manager, ran out of the back office and said that he will take over and put me on the secondary register. 
So it, it's, it's various things like uh, insulting employees, uh, taunting employees. Other employees are allowed to taunt them, trying to bully them, just uh, overworking them, doing the... There, there are also these these 24-hour on-call requirements that some companies have where they, they, they rotate it from employee to employee, I guess, based on the worker shortage. So even when you're off, you aren't truly off because you never know when they will call you in. And, um... That just adds to people walking away due to burnout. Because then they start thinking, man, there's, there's got to be more to life than this. Going to clock into this job where they expect me to basically live here. And keep their company afloat while they treat me like crap. And the employees that don't do as much as uh, some employees, you see them getting the most benefits. So some, some people walk and there are various reasons. And traps will definitely not, it won't make someone run to a company because they hear that the company utilizes training repayment agreement provisions to entrap someone into indentured servitude. That's a bunch of BS. I didn't just want to leave it there. I also wanted to include some of the worker experiences so that you could hear what the average person is going through in regards to this traps scenario. Two workers who are being threatened with thousands of dollars in bills through the enforcement of traps appeared before the banking committee on September 7th. Breen Scally, the lead plaintiff in the class action against PetSmart, told lawmakers about how she was left owing $5,500 to the company for a dog grooming academy that was initially advertised as free. So, someone was deceived, and that, that brings my mind right back to the deceptive practices that some for-profit colleges had set up and put a lot of students in a very bad financial hole that you can't even knock out with bankruptcy. That reminds me, I do have to give you guys a update on the Sweet V. DeVos um, class action lawsuit that some students and graduates of said for-profit colleges were part of and what the end results um, are now. But Let's continue with this for now and how 
this um, Brianne Scully, um, Scully was led to believe that the grooming academy was going to be free and she was hit with $5,500 you're expected to pay that back because you went to work for a company and and what I mean it's always going to be a hit or miss until you find the correct employees but some companies and I I have to say this uh, due to racism some companies um, will hire someone based on their race Uh, it's it's, um, generally based on their um, race they will um, bring someone in that will be less qualified than someone of the race that they don't desire to have in that position and will give them that job. I'm not saying this is every situation and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, definitely not saying that's always the um, case, but there are uh, plenty of cases out there that can't be denied. That's why certain things like a black man going into a job will be uh, 75 times less likely to get that job than a white man with a felony. And so I just wanted to uh, provide that idea or that, that example because things like that occur as well. And I say that to say sometimes when people get hired maybe they don't have all the um, skills you know for said position the person just wanted to bring them in ahead of someone else so how, how fair would it be to screw that person over with a bill because someone wanted to bring them in knowing that they're less you know experienced granted um I, I can't necessarily apply it to this situation here, but I'm just saying, like, uh, someone with experience being overlooked and brought into a position with, uh, for someone else based on race, let's say that a traps-like scenario was for such jobs. Like, uh, how, how fair would that be to bring someone in knowing that they don't have the skills and now they're locked in with the requirement that they have to pay it versus bring someone in to just get the job done correctly regardless of race so that you don't even have to worry about trying to implement a traps scenario which no company should be implementing at all but uh, let me go ahead and continue with the um, next person Registered nurse Cassie Pennings testified about being stuck with $7,500, more than six months' rent, after leaving one hospital job because she was appalled by staffing ratios during the COVID-19 pandemic and didn't want to be complicit in neglecting patients. Is, is that wrong of her? Yeah. 
you don't want to neglect patients and in this particular position it's even more dangerous not only uh, for the patients but also for the staff because if someone gets neglected in the healthcare field you can go to jail for that even if you aren't the person doing it and you know about the situation but didn't say anything you can go down with that person so she um, took a step back and pulled out of that situation for her own safety based on a pandemic which she had no control over and I'm pretty sure her safety was also a part of that as well which which is fair no one wants to die and now she's hit with $7,500 which is more than six times her rent you know according to her because she left that job is that fair but uh let me continue although the pair came from different industries they both detailed callous indifference from their ex-managers in response to their grievances Despite being one of the most profitable healthcare systems in the nation, my former employer responded to cries for help from the front line with breakfast burritos and free water bottles, Penning said. Scally recalled how one manager told her she could work her way out of debt simply by upselling or convincing customers to buy more pet grooming products and services. She said that she upsold $6,000 worth of products, but was still charged the full amount for the debt months after she left the job so if what if what she's saying is true even upselling and surpassing the amount that they wanted to charge her she was still hit with a debt so either she's lying or they're lying but she's taking them to court so, I don't know. It, it, uh, I want to say I believe her. Because um, who would come up with that? Like, um, you got to, you know, if you upsell this much, you know, you would be out of it. Like, who, who would just think of that so they used her to upsell and then up oh, psych gotcha you're still in debt just to work at PetSmart you know again if this is true but she you know she's taking them to court so um, once the death settles and the truth comes out we'll see who's telling the truth the dollar value attached by each company to the cost of training appeared to have been pulled from thin air I thought I was going to get important and valuable training but it wasn't anything like that Scally said I didn't get any kind of license or accreditation or anything and my actual training was only a few weeks 
Pennings also told lawmakers that she doubted the $7,500 price tag placed on the cost of her training regimen. So, that's a great point. If you're being charged for training and it's it's thousands of dollars, I mean, where where's your license and accreditation? That sounds like a, a huge scam. I wonder if some of the uh, for-profit um, scammers left the educational sector and went to businesses to help them as far as uh, trapping employees and getting them into debt. I know companies are, some companies are thinking of ways to cut back and I guess this is one of the routes. But it's, it's horrible. And it, it's going to leave a stain on all the companies that get involved with it. At a second hearing on September 13th, one of Scali's lawyers, David Seligman, told the Senate Banking Committee that traps are used by managers to leave workers stuck with low pay, dangerous conditions, abusive treatment, or work that does not allow them to advance professionally. The chair of the committee, Ohio Democrat Sherrod Brown, was unimpressed with the managerial tactic. Last I checked, indentured servitude was illegal in the United States. But it looks like some enterprising companies are rebranding it. With these new employment contracts, Senator Brown said. His office told Truthout that the lawmaker is currently considering legislation that would rein in the use of traps by employers, and said he will work with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau to ensure that consumers are protected from predatory consumer products like traps. Predatory consumer uh, products like traps. Again, that, that reminds me of the predatory student lending and and the just lying to students to um, get students to enroll into uh, for-profit colleges when that was a huge thing. Indentured servitude was pioneered during the British colonial period to finance the travel of European migrant laborers to North America. Wealthy individuals who paid for the travel were allowed for years to closely control and abuse those who made the voyage. Although the United States technically banned indentured servitude with the abolition of chattel slavery and the ratification of the 13th Amendment, U.S. railroad companies effectively brought Chinese workers over as indentured servants in the postbellum 19th century for five-year contracts with terms that brought the workers low wages and substandard living conditions. And I think they, they mentioned that part just to remind people of what indentured servitude is. And with some of these jobs, play, you know, paying absolute crap, Especially if you look at some jobs like in the mental health field where some will try to lowball as much as possible. Even when I worked in the mental health field, I remember in Miami 
the reason why I ended up going to Walgreens rather than the field that I was used to working in, which was the mental health field and helping those with um, mental and physical challenges was because this um, it was part of the um, organization that I was working with, but uh, in Miami, they only wanted to pay me $6.85 per hour. Now, you're talking about a field where you have to ensure the safety and care of patients and, you know, um, uh, clients and just making sure that they're taken care of, they're having, you know, they have their meds, you have to uh, balance banking, you know, as far as um, their, their financials are concerned. Um, you have to maintain their schedules. You have to, you know, how to reroute behaviors. You have to utilize techniques in certain situations when they're having uncontrollable behaviors and they need to have um, safe restraint utilized so that they don't hurt themselves or you. You have to be prepared for emergency situations, uh, provide um, CPR. You have to use uh, various um, techniques. You have to beware, you know, regardless of um, the training, like they aren't going to give you the health status of the clients. So you don't know who has what, you know, so on and so forth. And this is in an industry where one of my, you know, one of my patients picked up a living room table and before I knew it, it was flying in my direction. Luckily, I was able to sidestep it in order to go utilize a safe restraint to help, you know, reroute his thoughts. But take that and apply $6.85 per hour. It's not worth it. And it's like, what what type of care are the patients going to get? And, you know, from someone who's looking at that and scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, the, that's not going to provide you with, um, with any sort of pay to go out and live on your own. So, I just shook my head at him. And I appreciate that manager because he actually uh, mentioned, I think it was the director. He actually mentioned that when he initially came to Miami, he worked at Walgreens in the photo lab. And, you know, it, it was paying, you know, a certain amount of money. And so, you know, he just went ahead and and took that until 
he got into the field, you know, the mental health field that of the company that uh, he was at in Miami. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, uh, you have no idea. I'm about to do the exact same thing. So when he called and he found out that I was working at the, the phono lab, you know, at um, Walgreens, he was like, that's pretty funny. But I know he was kicking himself in the, in the butt because he provided me with that information. But regardless of whether he, you know, would have provided me that information or not, there's no way I would have been working for that company for $6.85 an hour. I mean, that, that was below minimum wage. Heavily. And it's like, you know, how, how can you make a positive impact on the um, individuals when you aren't even paying the people who should be paid a lot more for the um, level of work that gets done? You can be seriously injured. You know, uh, who knows what? All sorts of things can happen. So how are they going to help the clients and give their best work to ultimately help these individuals grow to be able to become independent and live on their own? Of course, with um, coaching, just to um, make sure that they're still following, you know, the necessary um, steps that they need to follow in order to continue being independent and grow you know from there but yeah that that type of money is not going to make someone enthusiastic about making that happen and it, it sucks too because um the um the clients deserve that and I won't say that the pay would make me want to stop you know doing the right thing but you can definitely see when someone's working for extremely low wage how little sum you know give a crap now that we've covered some employee experiences let's jump into what the law has to say about this the law does not permit employers or others to provide a work opportunity in exchange for a worker's promise to indenture themselves to their employer through debt Seligman said these sorts of work arrangements harken back to 19th century peonage used to subjugate former slaves and they are precisely the kind of exploitation that our anti-trafficking and peonage laws were designed to prohibit. Peonage was imposed on former slaves in the southern United States during Reconstruction and the Jim Crow era through sharecropping arrangements and fines levied by racist law enforcement. Although critics question the legality of traps, 
A legal analysis published last year found that courts generally uphold the agreements and challenges brought under anti-kickback provisions of the Fair Labor Standards Act, the law establishing a federal minimum wage. However, the author of the study, Loyola Marymount Associate Law Professor Jonathan F. Harris, said another type of legal challenge might prove more successful. Courts could refuse to enforce trap contract language under the so-called unconscionability doctrine, a legal principle that allows judges to void agreements containing unreasonable terms dictated by a party with superior bargaining power. In 2000, the study noted, a federal judge in Manhattan nullified one employment agreement in the financial services industry, ruling that the language of the contract approaches indentured servitude. Traps have been commonly used by employers since the 1990s, but they were almost exclusively reserved then for highly specialized workers such as engineers or airline pilots. As markets became increasingly concentrated and union power was diminished by policymakers into the 21st century, bosses used their growing dominance to impose traps on rank-and-file workers, such as truckers, nurses, mechanics, electricians, salespeople, paramedics, flight attendants, bank workers, repairmen, and social workers, as Harris's study detailed. While such jobs used to be middle-class and highly unionized, many workers in these sectors now struggle financially, and unionization levels have dropped, according to Harris. And so, the traps have been around since the 1990s, but they haven't just been used against engineers and airline pilots, they've also been used against truckers, mechanics, flight attendants, bank workers, nurses, salespeople, paramedics, social workers. I mean, that's just crazy. And so to hear all that, you definitely have to be on guard about signing a piece of paper. Uh, regardless of this, you should always be on guard about what you're signing. Because there are situations that you can end up in a serious hole by signing something that you didn't read. I know there are some some companies I, I, I don't think it's just Canada but there are some companies in Canada that will switch out your hot water heater claiming that you're that it needs to be changed it's it'll save you so much more money and all this other crap Whereas your hot water heater, there was nothing wrong with it. You really aren't saving anything on it. You're paying a crap load more than what the actual water heater they put in is really worth. But on top of that, that large bill is part of a lien on your home. So... A lot of people didn't realize that signing that put a lien on their home that put them in debt 
to a hot water heater company. So there, there, there are just various things out there that can put you in a, a, a really bad situation. And I, I've written contracts for, you know, negotiations and things like that for a game studio. And I've been up front on both sides for the company seeking the contracts and the clients willing to do business with said game company. And since I, I don't care for all the crap that gets put into contracts to try and trip someone up, I made it as plain as day. You definitely have to put in specific information to you know, um, save yourself from financial situations. But I wanted to list everything that was going to be in there. What if you um, cancel? What the percentages were going to be beginning to end? If revenges were required, I revised. And I found that it wasn't everyone but there were a lot of lawyers costing clients a crap load more than what they truly had to pay they could have just read that contract themselves I want to say at least two of the clients I just broke it down to them like you could literally read this from beginning to end. There's nothing there to trip anyone up. It's as clear as day. I don't know what the lawyers are doing, but I know at the end of the day, it's going to cost them, or no, it's going to cost you a lot more to pay them to sit on their hands to make it seem like uh, there's a a lot to process regarding this contract. So I challenge the clients to read it themselves and see if there's anything that that stands out to them that they need to present to me, you know, for revision. And it never happened. The revisions that did come up was was more more like um, dates of like um, contact and things like that for like reports which uh, that that's fine and you know specifically who to contact things of that nature but the contracts that I had to revise were the ones that actually came from lawyers who would try to draw something up and even even some some developers who would try to word things a certain way it's like um, okay after the developer 
creates this game or ports this game over after a year or a year and a half we get 100% royalties and the the um, game like uh, everything is just transferred over and you wash your hands of the developer and it's like um, yeah that, that's not gonna work no one's going to spend a certain amount of time developing a game just to be kicked to the curb because on that note you can just develop the game yourself there are people on the development team that have to be fed testers just the, the company in general not to mention myself It was like, uh, yeah, you guys are fishing for a fool. And there's not one here. Now we can revise the contract and move ahead with a fair agreement. Or you can find someone else to develop your game. Or port it. And they usually went with the program. Because it's like, why turn away money for the sake of being deceptive so on that note definitely read those contracts I know that some companies and just in general people like you to try to just go ahead and uh, sign down here forget all that even if you have to take that home and read it give yourself that time to actually read that contract trust me forget about the the urge or the, the impulse to go ahead and make something happen you have to read those contracts And if you happen to come across a traps-like scenario after reading one, you'll thank your lucky stars that you said no. There's uh, definitely more in this article, but I don't want to you know, have everything uh, provided on this uh, episode. You can, you're welcome to check it out at um, truthout.org under the article section where you will see more U.S. employers are trapping workers and a new form of indentured servitude and there you'd be able to check out the full article but I would just wanted to present you with some information so that you're aware of this what's going on 
so you can watch yourself out there. Because we're, we're working on being better versions of ourselves and and growing and getting away from stress and unnecessary BS. When Earth will we put ourselves in a trap situation where we're in ditches service to um, anyone? And I'm a Black American. When the hell would I want to sign up for something like that? It's like uh, slavery was already enough. But on that note. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Blue Plus You Podcast. Definitely um, share this episode with someone else who needs to hear it so that they don't end up in a situation like this. And if you are a supporter of this podcast, please consider being one. And I'll talk to you in the next one. Peace and read before you sign. This episode has also been brought to you today by FDGT Affiliates. This particular link takes you to a variety of options for gaming, clothing for men and women, vacay for less options, which wouldn't like a nice affordable vacation, I know I would, footwear for those dealing with various issues, which some of you will be quite surprised what can be caused by foot issues. Also discount medical products such as CPAP machines, a variety of tech and more health related options are included in this because leveling up requires more things than one kind of hard to feel good when you're in pain or exhausted so click the link in the description or go to affiliates.scdtstudio.com that's affiliates.scdtstudio.com and thanks in advance for your support